I go to bed at night knowing full blown that I gave 100% of what I could do and the best of my ability. Sometimes the, the internet wants to chastise me for it. Sometimes people want to chastise me for it. But you know what? That's their victim consciousness, not my intention, not who I am. She's not intention. My, who I am is completely to share people with love. You could have your same Amazon business from one person to another. You can have the same businesses, but why does some one person crush it and the other one doesn't? It's because of what's going on in the psychology. Strategy is secondary to consciousness. Consciousness will always trump strategy, no matter what. In whatever business you're in, it doesn't matter what business you're in. Consciousness will always trump strategy. Strategy is important. I'm, not, I'm, I'm a strategist too, but I'm not taking away from strategy. But the consciousness will trump it. And I can prove this again and again and again with every business program that's out there. Why do some people crush it? Why do some people make it? And some people don't. You know, the average in the speaking business, how many people want to be coaches at some level? Or I, want to, I want to be a coach. It's great. You know what the average coach makes in this world? The average coach makes $30,000 a year. It's ridiculous, right? It's a whole industry, but the average coach, true coach, like that's independently, that's all their business is, makes $30,000 a year. But if you're just saying, hey, I want to be a health coach, I want to go out and I want to build the thing, cool, $30,000 a year. The average speaker makes $25,000 a year. It's ridiculous. Why do some people excel and other people don't? Is it because they have better marketing? No, it's not just marketing, it's consciousness. We like this term called subconscious. Freud talked about the subconscious mind. I challenge that today. Because where is consciousness not? There's consciousness in the universe. Consciousness is light and the cosmos. It's everywhere. So how can something be subconscious? Pardon my directness. I'm not worried about what you think of. I'm actually talking about the exact definitions. Because okay. people will sit and say things that this is what I think of it. I understand that everyone in this room has a different definition of health, but what does it really mean? Everyone had a different definition of wealth, but what does it really mean? If we take the actual physiology, the vibrational frequency of the word, consciousness is everywhere. Light is consciousness. We now know this through quantum physics. So where's subconsciousness? It's not. Nothing is less than conscious. You have latent awareness. You're not aware to it. Big difference. You see my point? She became aware of that pattern in her life or that going on in her life because of that word that triggered it. But it wasn't sitting in her less than consciousness. Consciousness, as Freud talked about, when Freud was using it in 1919, I give him like 100% grace to use that term. We now just know more. I'm asking everyone in this industry to evolve, right? The more that you can get in tune with the universe, the more money shows up in your life. It's about you becoming in tune with the universe. The universe isn't going to get in tune with you. You have to learn to dance in the harmony of the universe for income and money to show up and business to grow. It's not going to happen the other way around. That makes sense? See, the human condition, what we call our ego, is the side where what I like to say just as a, a phraseology more than anything else is edging God out, right? And I don't mean God from a religious standpoint. I'm not turning this into a sermon by any capacity. I'm saying, when I say use God, I just, I talk about a universal intelligence and knowledge, a cosmos, let's call it that, right? Because if you look at it, where are we at? The more we sit and say, this isn't matching what I want. This isn't matching what I want. This isn't matching what I want. The reality is it's never about what you want. It's about, is it in harmony with what the universe provides? What happens when you're in tension, you create a desire and an unrealistic expectation of what you want.
it becomes a tense ion. Motion happens with emotion. It becomes a tense ion that you now have. And that intention is to sit and say, oh, what's your intention? If my intention, if your intention here is to get rid of these resentments, mm -hmm. what do you think is going to happen? <laughs> I hope you understand what I'm about to say. You don't get what you want in life. You get what you are. You get what you are. Bob Proctor. How many people know Bob Proctor? Bob Proctor and I were having dinner one time. This was about seven, eight years ago. And he made a beautiful statement to me about money that I loved. And I shared it wherever I get a chance. Bob said to me, he said, I said, I said, Bob, what do you do after you do this business for so many years and, and you make all this money? And he goes, I said, do you even know how much money you've made? Like, I don't know. I make it. It sits in a pile. He goes, I just put it in. It just sits in a pile. I just do. It just goes into a pile. I'm like, really? He's like, yeah. He goes, it's not about the money. I said, what do you mean? And at that time, I, I was trying to build a business. I was like, it's about the money. It's about the money. And he's like, no, no you'll understand, kid. Because it's not about the money. I said, then what's it about? He said, it's, it's literally not about the money. It's about the work that you do because money makes you more of who you are. If you're a good person and you're a good soul person and connected person, and that's who you are internally, then money will make you more of that. If you're a shithead, no pun intended, <laughs> then what will happen is that money will make you more of a shithead. And it, I was just like, it took me a while to actually get that. And I said it cognitively. I said, yeah, I get that, what that means. I get, I understand what you mean by that. But I think today I understand what that means. I understand what that means, say, with some maturity behind me. That, oh, so if you're, if you're an asshole, you're going to be a bigger asshole. Would you agree with that statement? You see people. And then we make judgments in society based on that. Like, oh, my God, look at this person. Rich people are mean. We say these languages, right? We say these things like rich people are, are rude. They're mean. They're, they're not nice. They're jerks. They're all this stuff behind it. But is that true of every rich person? That's not true at all. That's not true at all, right? Philanthropy exists because of rich people. It completely exists because of rich people. Also, the charitable donations and the tax deductions that come along with it. There was a f direct philosophy of the people that I saw that actually lived empowered. And they, many of them were single women, more so than men. It was really interesting. More elderly women than men. Um, the people who lived in their 60s and were sick and brought me bags of medication... They were waiting for somebody else to take care of them. They were waiting for the government to pay their bill, Medicare to pay their bill, an insurance company to pay their bill inside their life. There was a direct correlation. I saw it. And I was like, holy shit. Every single person. And I knew if they came with a bag of pills, they're not going to be a good, good patient for me. They wouldn't because they want the insurance company to take care of their problems and someone else to take care of their problems. But someone who's 85 and above, very interesting, most of them were on minimal to no medications, minimal to no medication. But I would ask them this question, who's responsible for your life? And 100% of the time, the answer was, I'm responsible for me. 
What about the government? What about insurance? What about, nope, they're not going to take care of me. What about your husband? What about your, your kids? Nope, they're not going to take responsibility. I'm responsible for my own life. Nobody else. And that's a mantra that I would, that I take dear to my heart. And I share that with you because I hope you take that and say, you know what? No one's coming to save me. When a woman has to ask a man for money to do what they want to do, like that's a disempowering state. That's my point. But if both parties have their own state, their own income, their own ability, there's freedom. There's that ability to have choice inside that. And as soon as a male or a female say, I support you, you disempower the other person. That's not for dramatic impact. We all want support. I don't even just mean financial. I mean psychological. I have a son who loves to play soccer. Often enough, he looks for my support from the sidelines. And every time he does, it disempowers him. Because now he becomes addicted to dad's support. And he doesn't think on his own. That makes sense? But as soon as they support you, you now become a victim of their support. That's why victim groups, or excuse me, support groups create more victim consciousness. And so I choose to be authentic to myself and say, hey, look, this is the real story. Do I want to make a greater impact? Yes, but I'm not going to pander to the approval of someone. You see my point in that? That's why when you come to my programs, it's not about approval and pandering because I'm not going to give you that because I'm not looking for your approval. I go to bed at night knowing full blown that I gave 100% of what I could do and the best of my ability. Sometimes the, the internet wants to chastise me for it. Sometimes people want to chastise me for it. But you know what? That's their victim consciousness, not my intention, not who I am. She's not intention. My, who I am is completely to share people with love. And sometimes that means challenging them. Sometimes that means supporting them. Sometimes that means caring for them. Sometimes that means hugging them. Sometimes that means saying, hey, look, sit up front. Because I'm not going to bug you all day, but I'm just going to make you uncomfortable enough sitting up front because that's going to make you grow. It's going to hurt. Are you okay with that? Okay. It's going to hurt. It's going to make you look at it and say, but if I don't teach you, if I don't challenge you, you'll fall into the world of support and no one is going to be there to push you to grow. I don't do that. I push to grow to make you wake up. And some of you may say, I know some of this stuff because you're in the financial world. Maybe you do great. But working through it, is a different emotional concept inside of them. So if I scared you to sit and say, you know what, I don't want to deal with it. I don't want to okay, good, then leave. But if you're ready to step into your life and step into your money, then come back. Then let's sit down and go through this and let me wake you up to who you are, what you have to do, and how you're going to create money and wealth in your life.